Tips and Tiger fans, welcome to week seven of the third long podcast. We are really late this week, Clint. We are a little late this week. It's been a busy week. <laughs> yes, I mean, we've been busy. We're coming off that homecoming hangover week. It's yeah. There's there's just a lot going on, but uh, hey, we're here, and this will be the perfect thing to listen to on everyone's drive up to Goose Lake, Iowa. And it is not a, a quick drive. I think it's a little over an hour, maybe a little over an hour from Tipton. But again, the time will pass quickly listening to the third long podcast. Have you ever been to Goose Lake? I've been to Goose Lake, and I took, every time I've been there, whether it be a soccer game, a football game, or a track meet, it is exactly like this outside. It is windy, it's cold, it's nasty. Do you know why they call it Northeast Goose Lake? I don't. Because it's northeast of the actual Goose Lake. <laughs> Well, they thought long and hard. <laughs> hard it's funny, it. though, because their their school name is Northeast Goose Lake, but they go by Northeast. Like, that's what they go by. Yeah. That is a tough... That would not be my favorite color to have to have to wear um, with sweatshirts and hats and all that. It's, I don't know. It doesn't go no. a lot. No. But the place that they're playing is... Have you seen the field? Yes. The... the the, 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 the greenskeeper we, we have the best greenskeeper wow, of course. Chris Steffen yeah. um, he does a fantastic job our field looks for, for a real surface grass turf he does one of the best jobs in the area absolutely it's beautiful but from a aesthetic standpoint this guy has taken it to the next level with Northeast Goose Lake he made it into an American flag with a with basically their symbol in, in uh, red, white, and blue. Yep. And he even outlined the yardage markers with um, <laughs> with the, he's, the red. He's an artist. So if you get a chance, I don't know if you, you think they'll paint it for this week as well, or that's is that a, a one-time question. thing? I, I wonder if that's a one-time thing, but I know like Hawkeye haven't shared it on Facebook. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's gotten some notoriety around the country even. Yeah, so, so we before, did a good job. Before we get into the game, we do need to take... Take a peek back. I'm still coming off the hangover of that yeah. game. Yeah. Um, it, it, I haven't felt that gutted for a while. And I think the last time I felt like that is the year we lost to Comanche to, to lose the playoff game. Oh. But this was different. This is the first game that I've actually experienced a playoff, which was, or excuse me, a uh, overtime game. Yep, yep. Um, and I was I was not aware that they, they actually went to the 10-yard line. I was thinking it would go to the 25-yard line. You know, I had the same thought. I also, for some unknown reason, thought that they they flipped fields. Because sure. get the, the winner of the coin toss is obviously going to go second because they need to know what they need to score. But I thought the decision for us to take the win kind of pitted them against the win. But that's not really the case. But, so, but they do do it. They go to the other side for the second overtime. I think so, yes. But sure. So everyone's going the same way. So there's really no advantage at all if you lose the coin toss. <laughs> you are well, really set behind the chains. Yeah, and I, that was a big deal because, you know, if, if they would have went down on fourth down, they probably would have kicked a field goal. Yeah, they had a, they had a field goal kicker who could have made. So they probably would have kicked it, which would have enabled us to make that decision. Absolutely. And I think you know, fourth down decision, that's a tough one. You're on the what was it, two yard line, three yep. yard line. We decided, hey, this is our one chance. Let's, we've got it down here. Let's go ahead and score. And we had you know decent look there. We had a really good look there, and, and again, I'm sure we'll talk about it too. We had we had you know our now third string quarterback in the game, and Garrett uh, Fitch who. Fantastic quarterback, but doesn't get a lot of, of first team snaps. You know, so in a time in a in a play where you need timing, he probably had not a lot of chance to work on timing with his wide receiver. What a difficult, what a difficult spot to be put in. Oh, absolutely. As you said, someone that's coming in the end of the game, tensions are high. 
Um, that's tough for anyone, even a, a veteran quarterback like Ian. That would have been a tough spot for him as well. So, Absolutely. Um, no Absolutely. fault of their own. I mean, we we I felt like that that overtime, which is you know you could just feel the tension in the stadium. It was you know people are trying to kind of hold it back, and then that last fourth down, and then when they scored, it just you could just feel it. <laughs> it, was, it was just deflating. It was, it was complete it was, silence. It was very deflating. Everyone walked out with their head down, and, and I think then, it, it was just right there. We yes. felt like we could win that at any spot, and the whole game yeah. was like that. It was a back and forth battle. Where the whole game was just, you didn't know what was going to happen. And we we called that. I, I know I had a, had a couple drinks at Red Pin beforehand, and a lot of people were asking about my thoughts on score and what we were going to do, and I said razor thin. Mm-hmm. I mean, we called that earlier. This, that, that game was going to be a razor thin game. We had a lot of similarities with that team. We had a, we had a workhorse running back. They had a workhorse running back. They gave a lot of carries, too. Uh, so did we. I, I, I would say, obviously, Ian going down in the fourth quarter, hurt in the fact that it just disrupted our timing on what we could do on offense. Um, but, yeah, it was, again, for a homecoming loss, it always hurts a little bit. To lose an overtime hurts a little bit. And then to watch them run across the field and carry that trophy out <laughs> hurts a little bit more. <laughs> so, yeah. so, yeah, most people walked out of there pretty deflated. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a tough one. That's your homecoming game. As we said, you don't want to lose your homecoming. But it happens. And, yep. and we talked about it. The Comanche game counts the same as that Animosa game. They're Absolutely. both losses. They don't they don't count differently. Yep. You know, the close Absolutely. games count the same as the blowout win- losses. Yep. So, but I can tell you just from going through both of those on back to back weeks, the close games definitely stung a lot more. Um, yes, but there's a lot more to build off of. I felt like coming out of that game, I could not have been more proud of those guys' fight. I mean, they had oh, this running yeah. back. Yeah, he did have 150 yards, but that was pretty much their offense. They didn't yeah. have anything else. That's all they had. And uh, what I would say too is, and I was going to go through player of the game here in a little bit. For me, and it's it was defensively. I thought defensively we played a really, really nice we game. We pretty much shut down every. You know, it was a game of back and forth where we'd have a turnover, mm-hmm. and you know there was spots where the ball went out at the one yard line, which I thought went into the end zone should have been a touchback. The ref that ruled that it was <laughs> the ref that ruled it out <laughs> at the one was in the middle of the end zone. There's no chance I, he could I see saw that went over. He ruled it. He gave the motion as a touchback, but then pointed down to the one-yard line. Yeah. So I was just not uh, happy. I was right down by there because um, that put us in such a tough spot, and we got out of it. We, uh, we ran yes. out. Landon had a nice big run, got it out to like the 20 or 30-yard line. And for me, like those are the situations. You get out of those situations, that, that helps you. And, you know, we could easily take a safety or had a punt out of our end zone. Those are the things we just kept – we take one step back and then another uh, step forward and then another step. It just was back and forth, and we just knew it was going to be a big play. Yeah. That I was going to call it absolutely. And the uh, the the game was, you felt like we could have broken it open at any point, yep. and we just couldn't. And like I said before, I think our defense really just kept us in it because we we bottled up. I'd say we said 140 some yards, but. We, we bottled up the one threat they had. We made him work really hard for every yard. Um, and he was. He, he lived up to his billing. He was a tough runner. He was a tough kid. He took a lot of hits on both defense and offense. Got up every time. Um, he, he lived up to his, what we thought he would play like. But I'll tell you, I think we just did such a good job on that. defense kept us in the game. And, you know, our, our offense did enough uh, right up until the very end there. Yeah. So, obviously, Ian got hurt during the game in the fourth quarter there. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't look 
promising. Um, we're not going to speculate on the injury or if he's out. Right. Um, not sure he'll play this week, but um, right. you know, obviously we're hoping for a quick return. But that was obviously you knew when he got hurt. We did have Garrett, who's played some minutes at, at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, you knew he was coming in. But Ian had a nice game. He was 11 for 20, 75 yards. He had 18 rushes, 43 yards. You yep. look at that, that's a majority, a lot, about half of our touches there, either passing or running. When he goes down, it, there's just a gap there. Yes. And, you know, he, he he missed on a couple throws. And I say missed, they were just out of the strip. Like, I think Preston oh, Davis. Preston had a really close one. It was, just, yes. it was like one of those, like, you have a little more air, a little yep. longer arms, a little taller. Like, if those are there, that's a touchdown. And then, like, just those little tiny things that happen. But mm-hmm. there were also some catches in that game, big third down catches that were huge, I thought, for the game. And if we would have won that game, I would have been looking to those big third-down conversions. I know Zach Benz had one. Zach Preston, yeah. Preston had several. Preston ended up with five catches for 32 yards. Um, and Zach had three for 17, and, yeah. I, and Griffin had three for 26. And you're right. I, yeah, we completed 11 passes. I feel like all of them were big. They were no, big. They're like in big down situations. And so um, our, our receivers, to me, did come to play. Um, yep. they, they played a really nice game on you know Friday night, and um, yeah, there's just just a couple misses there. And I, I ended up going to the Iowa game on Saturday night, the next night, and watched Kate McNamara go down and Deacon Hill come in, and I felt it was almost like similar. You know, I watched Preston or I watched Ian go down, and I watched Garrett come in, and very different throwing styles. And so you watch Garrett fish throw football; he throws hard. Uh, they're all fastballs. And so I think that's something that I'm sure worked on in practice this week is Garrett was a really hard ball. Look at, um, you know, look at earlier in the season and look at uh, Aiden Boston. He throws a, more of a float pass. He's more of a precision passer. He's not going to be that guy who's going to try to gun it through four different hands. And so I, I'm really excited to see tonight in the wind and a little bit colder, Garrett Fitch with a week's worth of practice under his belt if he plays. And I'm again looking at Ian's injury last week. I'd be shocked if he was out. I don't there. think we're giving too much away. I don't think the Northeast uh, right. coaches are getting on this podcast. I don't think so either. I, I do think we're going to probably see um, most likely Garrett. I, I, I'm, just, I'm excited to see Garrett with the first team throwing a really good ball in the wind with his velocity. I actually think he can complete some passes tonight. Yeah, we're going to need we're going to need to have obviously a, a run game. As you said, this is the first game of the season that's been. You know, below basically 60 degrees. We yeah. had just perfect weather. Yep. Um, this is normal. I mean, it's probably a little bit below normal. The wind will create a little bit of havoc. Right. That northeast area is, is notorious for low wind, so it's yep. going to be a tough game to pass, and we're going to get into it here in a second, but that is what northeast wants to do is pass the ball. Yep. So this plays into our favor, but back to the game, not to move too quickly from the Anamosa game, but Landon had a nice game. Obviously, never quite got it going, but he had a couple nice runs. 22 for 67, one touchdown. Like you said, that big one that pulled, took us out of the deep in our own. That was a huge, huge run. run. End zone. Um, you know, and and defense, I think, was, to me, the, the highlight of this this game. I agree. What they did to kind of stymie that team. Um, I had Aiden Graves, five tackles, two and a half two and a half tackles for loss and a sack, a big sack at a big Huge time. Sack. And he's just he's a clutch player on defense. I made a big play. Aiden keeps coming through on big plays. I just know that he's probably gonna be the one that's coming through. Um, the other one, Wyatt Ham, had eight tackles and he got the big fumble recovery. I mean, when do you mm-hmm. get a fumble recovery on the one yard line? That's an mm-hmm. odd thing. <laughs> exactly. The guy tried to return it, dropped it. 
and just couldn't get on it, fumbled out, and we jumped on it, and that's, that's our big, big touchdown. That was that our touchdown. Um, I was kind of hoping that would sew the game away. Well, as I said, that was close to being enough. It was close to being enough. But it was. And I've got to give Austin Ellerhoff uh, some kudos. He was three. Was he three for three? No. Showed in the stat book that he had three, but that's not correct because he only had one. He had the extra point, and then he had the, uh, the field goal. The field goal. And that was a big field goal at the time. And yet, it yep. looked like a half. That's what we're going to be looking at. It was a 31-yard field goal. It was a great. Right? Uh, yeah, he's kicking the ball really well, and his kickoffs have been really, really good. Like I said, that uh, you know, the fumble on the one. I mean, he's getting it down by the goal line, if not in the end zone every time. So his kickoffs are fantastic. Yeah, we're going to need some, some more of that. Obviously, wind's going to play a factor this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited. So, so I, I will. Yeah, I'm going to say if they're going to close out this game a little bit, but my players in this game have to be on defense. Uh, for me, off the cuff, watching the game. Making big plays, bringing the energy, and bringing his pads on every single play. Um, Aiden Graves, I thought, played a really nice game. And then another person that always brings the energy, Wyatt Ham. Like you said, eight total tackles for Wyatt, two solos, but Aiden's two and a half for a loss. Huge downs. Played a really, really nice game. Yeah, and I think, you know, I say the same I kind of highlight which which you just talked about I think Cole Kine played a nice game on the on the D-line controlling mm-hmm. that um, yep. I also think Preston Delo with some of those clutch catches and, and also on defense for him um, those are two of the the big names for me that I thought had great games so yeah um, I like seeing Landon with 22 carries again you know he had nine I think the week before yeah. it was good to see Landon get the ball like good things tend to happen to Tipton I've noticed this year when Landon gets the ball quite a bit yeah um, so one last thing to close out the Anamosa game: uh, the concession stand is open for the first time. That's a big deal. Middle of the season, we got that baby open. I had a steak sandwich; it was fantastic. Was it? Good. Place looked great. Yeah, we got. Uh, hopefully, you're able to walk around and see. We have a no a, a sidewalk around the whole entire track. And a fence. And a fence. They're going to put in its low fence. Yes. I I, yeah. I do want to still see that little little uh, bench that we can put put our. Food well, and goodies on there. We'll have to we'll, see. We'll have to push for that. Um, I did have popcorn, and um, I don't think they have it all. I'm going to give them the benefit. I'm going to give them one week. And if they don't, I'm probably going to have to write into the school board complaining. <laughs> but it was in like these big things. Like there were these huge sacks of popcorn. So they bought them somewhere or something. Oh, shipped in the popcorn. It, it was shipped oh. in from overseas because <laughs> it it was. It was worse than, uh, <laughs> where was the game? Nor- the Wise Muscatine was worse. It was the I, I couldn't eat. It was couldn't eat more than three or four kernels. From last season. It was terrible. <laughs> so hopefully we make some fresh popcorn because I can't I can't be going to games and eating well, still we'll popcorn. See, I'll, I'll see how Northeast does tonight. Yeah. Okay, what you go. know. Very good. <laughs> All right, Clint. So we had some technical difficulties there. Sorry about that. Let's, uh, let's jump well. into uh, what we learned. All right, what we learned. So I was in, uh, the reason was it was so late, I was in Nashville most of the week. It's a work trip. I had nothing but fantastic intentions to only go to work meetings. <laughs> That's an and, awesome And, you know, be productive and get stuff done. I was even going to work on this podcast a little bit, get some stats going and everything else. But In Nashville, you're going to do that? What I've learned. Is that in Nashville? Guess what? You, you go. Best of you go out and you listen to live music and, and have a couple cocktails. So I think you made the right decision. I, I learned. <laughs> I learned that you cannot be productive in Nashville, Tennessee. What bar did you go to? Um, or bar didn't I go sorry. to? Yeah. So we were at Honky Tonk and Jason Aldean's, and I'd say that most nights ended at uh, Kid Rock's bar. 
He's got quite the establishment there. Yeah, they have like the first floor is kind of more the the rock and roll type, yep. and then you the higher you go is Absolutely. more country. Yeah, it's a lot going on. It was darn near bluesy on top. Yeah, that first floor things were things were rocking. Things were going. Yeah, <laughs> gotcha. good job. So, so what about you? You know what? Um, I spent a lot of time at cross country and seventh grade football games. Um, ironically, I was I went up north to. Uh, where were we at? We went up to West Delaware. Yes. And on our way through there, we went through Delhi. Mm-hmm. And on the way from Delhi to West Delaware, we ran into like Amish country, yep. which is interesting because uh, they had a little Amish store, so we stopped in there and got some goodies. Nice. And then last night, I was down in Kelowna, so we got to see more Amish country. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm mesmerized by the way they live. I really am. As am I. So I was on the impression no electricity. Did, do you? Uh, that that is what I thought. That's what I thought it was. And so I learned. This is what I learned. That is true to a certain extent. But they now have figured out solar panels. The Amish have. Oh. And they they do utilize so, battery. So it's just certain types of electricity. Certain types of. So they do the, not want to certain sources of electricity. Yes. They want it. Oh. So I thought that was kind I had of no idea. Yeah. The other thing I learned, and maybe you can answer this, uh, it. why do the Amish men not have mustaches? No, man, I don't. No, I don't even want to speculate. Just speculate. I, I can't. I just, I cannot. So that, uh, yeah. It's actually rooted in history because uh, they, they're, they're obviously very peace-seeking people, mm-hmm. and... They do not want to go in conflicts and go to war, all that stuff. So they do not. They they viewed mustaches as kind of a militaristic mm-hmm. viewpoint. So they don't oh, yeah. have mustaches at all. And I did. Yeah, I had no idea. Now you're learning. I, I am learning. God, see, it's good. To I also learned a little bit about Mennonite versus Amish and kind of the split, but we'll, we'll save that. That's for a whole time. That's a whole separate podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Clint, so let's jump back into it. Uh, Nope, we're locked up. All right, Clint, so let's jump back into it with our picks. How'd last week go? Last week, it was better for me, but I still didn't uh, still didn't. I got you. You got me again. You went 13-3 last week. I went 12-4. 13-3? That is... is, You are 71-25 on the year. I might have to start a known podcast just on (laughs) pickups. Just just a sports book. Uh, six, I'm 63 and 33 on the year. Wow. So, yeah, you are currently eight games ahead of me. Well, you're going to need a, a big uh, week. I, I need a big week. I need you to have a really bad week. So, right. so you might want to pick against So let's get going on this. Our, our very first game is Anamosa at Comanche. Okay. So as a Tipton fan, everyone in Tipton needs to be a big Comanche fan right now. Yep. They have two wins in the district. We need them to beat Anamosa and put Anamosa down because what we don't want is there to be a tiebreaker because we lose the tiebreaker with these two. So Exactly. For that, I'm going with Comanche. All right. I am also going with Comanche. Just not even for that reason, just because I think yep. they're a good football team. Uh, the next one is Monticello against West Liberty. Put me down for Monticello. Yep. I, I think this go. will be a 50 to 7 type game. Yep. I got to go Monty on this, especially with West, the, the egg West Liberty laid last week. Yep. All right. Next game is Northeast against Tipton. Mm-hmm. And Subway always, it seems like they're always... Uh, Subway gets the Tipton games. They always get our Tipton games. <laughs> but uh, for me, this game's going to come down to, as I said, turnovers, field position, punting. 
I do think they're going to score a little bit. I can see this being in the, the 20s, yep. um, both teams being able to run the ball. Yep. I do think we're going to need to contain the quarterback throwing it, um, which we've struggled to do, and then obviously with his legs running it. So um, I think it's going to be a close one, but I think Tippin's going to pull this off. This is pretty much our playoffs. We're, we're, we're kind of backed up against it. we got to win this thing. Okay. So I think we're going to we're going to take them down on their homecoming, just like we did against – just like so Animals did against us last I think week. there will be more scoring than last week. Uh, weather, I do think, will play a little bit of a factor in this, but I would definitely do an over-under of 40 at least Yep. on this game. So the next game, Bellevue-Starmont. Um, dude, I'm going to have to go Starmont on this. Mark me down as Starmont, just because I have an eight-point lead on you, and I, I'll just keep going. I was going to say, I should be allowed to pick lock this ball. thing in. <laughs> All right, next game. Actually, this is going to be – this might be my game of the week. Uh, there's a couple other ones I'm looking at. Makoka Valley against North Lynn. Um, hmm, I think I'm going to go – I think I'm going to go North Lynn on this. All right. I'm going to go Makoka Valley. Um, yeah, I, I just I obviously saw really good things out of Makoka Valley early in the year. Yep. One loss, but uh, I'll tell you, it's no solvable team. Postville against, against North Cedar. Boy. Um, with this one, I'm going to I'm going to have to take Postville on this, just because North Cedar's having a tough year. Yeah, du- duplicate. I'm going Postville as well. All right. Clayton Ridge against East Buchanan. More. I will start with East Buchanan on this one. Um, I got to go East Buck on this too. Darn, I can't catch you like this. So as long as we keep picking the same, I'm starting to go mm-hmm. uh, Iowa against Purdue. Um, this actually on the money line is really really close. This is a two and a half point game yeah. at home, which is actually a zero point game. So I, I still think I actually like Deacon Hill. I think he could be. Uh, um, a really good quarterback force throws the ball really hard. Uh, I'm going to go Iowa at home. Yeah, so we're going to go opposite here. I do not like Deacon Hill. I think he throws a terrible ball. Um, he does have some size, but I don't think that footwork plays in his favor with teams that come after him. Uh, we haven't had a quarterback this size since Nate Stanley. And I, that, yeah, so maybe quarterback sneaks. This is going to be good for us. I was going to say, a third it, in inches. Yeah. This is it, our guy. It is at home. Um but I did not like the way we played against Michigan State. We squeaked that one out. Yeah. I think Purdue's a better team. They have a higher, high-powered offense, and I just don't think we can put up the points. We do get our starting running back back, Johnson. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to go Purdue. All so. right, all right. Next game, uh, Iowa State TCU. Another probably good matchup here. Actually, should be a really good game. Um, I'm going to go TCU. However, I think they've played better since their embarrassment against Colorado early on. Yeah, um, I think Iowa State's defense is going to hold them down. I'm going to go Iowa State. Perfect. All right, Loris against Central. I know you're riding Central all year. Yeah, just throw me down. That's, I, I've been a Central fan as well. No one's even come close to them. So no. Central's a good football team. Indiana State against Northern Iowa. You've been against Northern Iowa this whole time. I haven't been kind of anti-Northern Iowa. So well, what are you going to do here? Indiana State's the Sycamores, right? Yep. I'm going to the Sycamores. Larry Bird. Uh, you know what? I'm going to Indiana State. He's going to do it. Throw me down for Indiana State. All right. Um, didn't you and I lose to Youngstown State last I did, week, right? Yeah. Yep. Didn't make me very happy. Yeah. All right. Next game, Texas against Oklahoma. Red River uh, rivalry. Yeah. This is going to be a battle. I do think Texas is the better team. 
their offensive line is the best I've seen at Texas. I'm going with Texas on this. I got to go Texas on this too. Like I said, I'm I'm a huge Quinn Ewers fan, so yep. he's solid. Uh, Missouri against LSU. Uh, I in my mind LSU's you know. Yeah, smoke them. Um, I watched Missouri beat Kansas State on last second kick. They kind of had some lucky breaks. I think uh, LSU will take this game. Next game to go to the NFL, we have the Vikings against the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Vikings just got their first win this yep. past week. Uh, Chiefs have been struggling just a little bit. Just a little, but the Chiefs are the Chiefs. They're trying to sway in. They're going with the, <laughs> Jeez, the Vikings. Chiefs. I got to go Chiefs <laughs> on this. Go on. I'm yeah. I, I, hmm. If I had the money line with this, I, I if I had the points, I think I'd go Vikings, but I'm going to go with the Chiefs as well. Oh, my goodness. I didn't even see this. The Lions are in this week. The Lions? Who in the paper is – I've never even seen the Lions in the, uh, the paper before. It's the first Panthers. time ever that I've seen the Lions in the newspaper. That must mean the bandwagon is starting to go. It's starting to go. You don't even, I don't need to answer this. You it's, know getting that, it's getting out of hand. All right. Uh, Yes, that got you know for Lions. I'm actually going to go Lions as well. They're actually a really fun football team to watch this year. Jump on while you can. This is the actual game of the week and nationally. 49ers against the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, I I just freaking love the 49ers this year. They are so much fun to watch. I Good defensively. Us. They've got a high-powered yeah. offense. Um, I, I got to go 49ers. Yeah, for the sake of being – Different, I'm going to probably go Cowboys. All right. Even though Micah Parsons hurt, I do think I think the 49ers haven't played the best competition yet, and I think the the Cowboys are ready to take it. Or do you just dislike Iowa State that much that Brock Purdy, even at the helm, just makes you mad? Yeah, that's kind of well, good. That's a little makes sense. So, I get that. Very good. All right, Crank, real quick, we're just going to go through some of the other sports. Um, now, what you start with cross country again? Yeah, cross country. I was up at West Delaware. Right on the golf course there, um, Hunter's Ridge. It's kind of wide open, but mm-hmm. it's it's not a great viewing area because you got to run around. They do a loop, and you gotta get I couldn't figure out where the you heck you got to go. way to the northeast. Rodney Deerberg was kind of showing me around, <laughs> running around. So, I mean, I worked as hard as the cross-country runners just to cheer them on. It was, it was And they'll go over that one bridge, and it's a bottleneck, and you can't yeah. make to the finish line. Yeah. It's brutal. It, it, it was a unique <laughs> one. Very tough competition. Once again, we run into these Solons and, and Mount Vernons at every meet. Yep. Uh, but we did finish second, beat Marion, which was, was good for the girls. The boys had a nice meet um, as well. Um, I think uh, Clay is now number 10, 2A, which oh, is, is good. Okay. Yep. Um, Andy Shoemaker has done really well. Caleb, his brother, has done well. Um, Xander and, and Jet Camberlain as well. So um, some really good good runs for the boys mm-hmm. we have a meet tomorrow it'll be our first meet that actually is not pristine weather right. it's going to be high in the 30s low in the 40s that kind of weather with a little bit of wind we run first thing in the morning up in north lynn okay. i definitely don't expect anyone to come up there to that because um, if i didn't have a, a kid running on it i probably wouldn't be up there a long <laughs> ways and it's cold. I, I will be there with you but i'll be there if you're looking for something to do come on up and watch them and support the cross-country team because we have conference next week so we have conference in iowa city next week next tuesday yep. so it'll be a big one it's where number one and number two in the girls side and obviously the boys have a number of teams that are ranked pretty highly as well so well, just so you know rodney gearberg has said that he has been to a cross-country meet at northland because it's always the last one of the year in snow 
So it could be worse. It could be worse. It could be worse. You're right. Um, as far as volleyball goes, again, I was gone most of the week. I know we had a tough, uh, tough round matchup last Thursday, which would be after this podcast was done last week, um, against the number 18 in 3A, which is Mid-Prairie. Um, they ended up beating us in three. Um, but the big thing for our volleyball team is we're starting postseason yeah. uh, next week. So we have our RVC South Tournament on Monday at Mid-Prairie. And then we have our RVC overall tournament. That's like a qualifier tournament, overall tournament, back up at Northeast Goose Lake next Thursday. Okay. And so, um, like I said, I, I was thinking we played Mediapolis. At home. Yes, I believe we did on two. No, when we play them, that's our district game, is against Mediapolis at home. Oh, we do. Yes. So that is the start of our district game. Gotcha. So this is our conference Conference tournament. tournament. Gotcha, gotcha. And gotcha. then our start of our district play starts the week after that. On a Tuesday night, and if we win that, we go to Solon to play the winner of Solon. Why, why is Solon? All, I, I just don't get it. <laughs> always, There's Solon. no reason Solon should ever be in anything that we're playing. With. I agree. I agree. But I will say we are middle of the pack as far as our conference goes. But we're playing really nice volleyball right yeah. now, and so I think I went, we're hitting our stride at the right time. I went to the Comanche game, and we just overmatched them. I mean, we, yeah. You could just tell we were we were a better team. Um, I don't think they really got close to us in any three matches. And, yeah, but um, again, Pacey is playing amazing. Avery Collender is... They all. Jeff's the whole team is really nice playing well together. You can tell there's no real drop-off anywhere. Our nope. uh, digs are doing well. We're spiking the ball, setting it really well. So, um, impressive. We just got to continue to get better. And they fun to watch. But to your point, a week from this coming Tuesday, when would that be the 17th? October 17th? That's our district's. First round of districts at, at Tipton against Mediapolis. Then you never know what can happen after that. Obviously, Solon's going to be a tough matchup in round two if that's who it is. But, yep. Yep. Um, so come out and support those girls. Yep. Very good. We'll hopefully see everyone tonight up in Northeast Goose Lake. Make sure you bundle up. Bring your gloves. It's be a first cold cold game, but uh, Tipton needs this, and they need our support, and this will be a great victory to get us on the road to the playoffs. So thanks, everyone, and have a good night.